0: Upworthy Weekly, delivering the best of humanity every Saturday. Here's your hosts, Allison Rosen and Todd Perry.
1: Hello, everybody. It's the Upworthy Weekly podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and with me is the fantastic Allison Rosen. Hello. And you know Allison from the podcast. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. And uh on today's show, we're gonna do what we do every week. We're gonna go over some of the most popular and engaging stories from January 9th to the 14th that were on Upworthy. And uh before we get into that, um Allison, we both live in the greater Los Angeles area. Yes, we and do. And as you know, you know, there's not much weather in LA, but we do have two seasons. Mm-hmm. Award season. <laughs> And and that sounds like a bad Johnny Carson joke. Like, hey, hey, hey you got that? Doc? Um, <laughs> and, and non-award season. Those are our two seasons right. that we have. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking around and uh, to see, like, oh, if there was podcasting awards, just to see if maybe we got nominated for something. Yeah. Right. Because you know they're giving out. Because Lord knows we should. I be. know. I seriously. And so on. <laughs> iTunes and everything, we are on the news and commentary section. So I looked mm-hmm. and I guess the big one is the iHeart Radio Podcast Awards.
2: Yes. I don't know what they call their award itself. Because there are there's also like the Webbies and the Shorties and the I don't even know if there's a potty. There should be. <laughs> but there are the iHeart I P O D D Y. Uh but the iHeart ones yeah. are big.
1: So I, So how many were we well, not? I was for? looking it up under Best News Podcast. Now first thing I did see Friend of the show, your friend uh, Jackie Johnson. Oh, good for yeah, her! Yeah, she was up for I forget. It wasn't Best Beauty? Probably a, like a beauty. I forget no? what it was, but it was something. And I was like, "Oh, she's super awesome!" So I thought that was pretty cool. Yes, she is. Um, good. obviously, we need her agent because we unfortunately uh, we we did not get up for Best News Podcast.
2: What? Yeah you know is this one of those scams where you got to pay a lot of money to be nominated <laughs> look by the way i would not be taking that cynical attitude if uh we had been nominated then i'd just be like i love how they are appreciating true talent they are they have discerning taste and the cream rises to the top but clearly this is not a meritocracy so who got who got nominated? yeah i mean
1: they didn't pull the upworthy brinks truck up in front of the iheart studios in burbank <laughs> and- Get us right. in there.
2: Oh wait, is it in Burbank? It is. I could just go down there and talk to Mr. Hart, right, Joseph R. Hart.
1: <laughs> yeah. So okay. So best news podcast. Now here, here's what really uh, gets under my skin here, because okay, what we do is we talk about mostly good news, upbeat human interest yeah. stories, right, mm-hmm. and that's news, right now. Yes. The five people that got nominated for this, they're all part of the bad news team. Oh. Our
2: sworn enemies, except we don't have enemies because we are upwards. That's
1: right. And it's all bad news podcasts, right? Which is just what we come to see as news. And it's like, the funny thing is people think that news equals politics. Like, politics is the only Mm. thing happening in the world and the only thing anybody should care about, right? And... As people right. who do a non-political show, although I would say that Peace and Love is political, but that's my...
2: Ooh, yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> On a
1: roll today. Um, uh, yeah, sing it. Preach, brother. Whoa, yes, that's right. Uh, Captain Fantastic here is going to go over some of the, the, the ones that are up for Best News podcast. And by the way, there's an old saying that I'm going to not use the whole term, but um, putting the crapping end of the cow first. Oh, and I don't even know I don't what does that mean It's like let it's it's like highlighting the bad part of everything, oh right, and that's okay. like thinking that everything yeah. in the world is political, which not everything's political, like there's other stuff going on in the world, but all these were mostly political shows,
2: but why are you sorry, I know I'm getting in the way here, but why are you putting stuff into a cow
1: you you're not you're not inserting anything into the cow, you're not violating the cow you're you're putting you're, okay you're focusing on the bad part of the cow not like the head of the cow oh the part I that see. smiles
2: i thought it was like we're gonna stuff this cow with a lot of different things let's put the crap first okay all right and i was a little confused i was confused i felt bad for the cow and i was confused how this relates to us not getting a nomination anyway let's hear it let's hear what the cow crap so okay so are you going to have to bleep all this? So
1: it's like a uh, best news podcast. First, The Morning Wire by The Daily Wire, which is mm, okay. everyone's favorite Ben Shapiro's uh, website. Oh. And so here's what they're talking Whoa. about in there. They're not talking about good news. They're talking about the gas stove debate, mm. which isn't a debate.
2: Oh my word. No, it, no one's coming for your, I have been tweeting like silly jokes about this, like, you know, keep your mitts off my freedom stove and stuff. But like, No one's coming for your gas stove. And also, if they are creating pollution, sorry, I know we're not political, but if it is creating pollution inside your house, wouldn't you want to not have that? Okay, I get off of my high
1: horse. Some people don't mind indoor pollution, Allison.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Uh,
1: So they're talking about gas stove debate, which isn't a debate, (laughs) Joe Biden's classified documents, gun laws, and the border crisis, which, by the way, yeah. If, you're, if if you're in right- wing um, podcasting, tell me when there's not a border pro- crisis in in your world because then that would be news, right? There isn't a border crisis <laughs> right right uh, there's a yeah okay political yeah that, that's okay. and so then, then you have the other one up for best news, Pod Save America. and what are they talking about? Mm, that's the house that Maga built, Kevin McCarthy at the gates, Matt Gates get it of hell. Oh, I get it. Trump's griftmas miracle. And to this I say, Mm. and the same thing with right-wing radio, tell me when there's not a border crisis, maybe that's news. Uh, Left-wing podcasting, tell me when Trump isn't grifting, and then it's news, okay? Right, Uh, right. Next is The Daily, another bad news show. They're talking about California floods, unrest in Brazil, Southwest Airlines. Another one, Today Explained, California floods... Uh, our friends, the Taliban, Kevin McCarthy, and then finally, I was like, okay, NPR, maybe NPR has something nice, and it's
2: has a good a good news podcast.
1: Classified documents, weapons for Ukraine, climate change, GOP leaders—it's all just bad news. Now here's like- yeah, okay, that's one that's one side. We got we got Yang, and we're the Yin to that Yang. Why can't you sneak yeah, us in there?
2: I demand, I demand equal time for good news. Yes. I demand equal time for good news. Let's run for office on that platform. Well, and then once we get in office, we just make everyone listen to our podcast and then
1: we leave. I like... It's
2: the perfect I like that. I
1: think that personally, I think that's because I'm, I'm boycotting the iHeart Podcast Awards this year. But you go every year. I know. I'm boycotting.
2: People tune in to see what you're going to wear. I know.
1: And... Uh, you know, I was I was gonna go herringbone too, and it's just not gonna happen this year.
2: I know, I know, and I was gonna go A tasteful tartan print. Oh. But I'm if you're not going, I'm not
1: going. Well, uh, I mean, it's like iHeartRadio, how about iHeart Bad News? Oh, stick it to to 'em, Ty. IHeart political division.
2: Mm, yes.
1: I Heart mongering.
2: Oh, yes. Wow. No holds barred. You say it like it is. You're like Bethany Frankel. Yeah. Thank you. From Real Housewives. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. that's just what I'm saying. I'm saying here, here's the deal. So uh, just let it be known. that, And also think about it this way. So all these guys, they built successful podcasts by basically doing either A come listen to me because I'm going to tell you how Team Red Team is whooping Team Blue Team, or listen to me and right. I'll tell you how Team Blue Team is beating Team Red Team, or yeah, or you can come to us who have a wildly successful show, and we've been able to do yes. it without doing a bunch of stuff. So That's right,
2: without playing on your most base desires to be tribal and to just... Be full of fear. I mean, what we're doing is awfully revolutionary and kind of important. We're ahead of our time, uh, if I do say so myself. And hard. It's a lot more difficult. What we're doing is hard? It really is. Do you know how hard it is to find stories about dogs and cats, and we can't even find them about cats? No, it I'm being facetious, but um, it is hard to constantly find good news. So...
1: We're doing it here. Uh, I, I urge everybody in the audience to also um, boycott the iHeart Podcast Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that. Uh, so, yeah. you know what? Instead of us uh, complaining here, uh, I'm going to say Allison Rosen. Because that's what they do. <laughs> I'm going to say, Alison Rosen, how about, um, how about let's go over some of Upworthy's most engaging stories?
2: I would love nothing more. I'm just waiting for my theme song. Oh, you want
1: your theme song. Okay. All right.
2: Well, are, are we not using it
1: anymore? And now, the Wednesday Addams of Upworthy, Allison Rose. Why in the world we even chose
2: her for this show remains to be seen. Take it away, princess of darkness
1: children. What are you doing? I'm going to electrocute him.
2: All right. A mom hilariously thinks a church event is a birthday party for a child named Jesus. Uh, A mother named Tasha Salyer had a daughter in daycare, uh, and the daycare was connected to a church. And uh you know when you have a little kid there's like constant birthday parties and you don't always recognize the child's name but you just you know usually th- you invite the whole class so uh you just kind of RSVP and whatever and so um she is hilariously explaining this story to some uh, to a table full of people and she uploaded it to TikTok uh one point seven million likes at the, the last time I looked, which was just a little while ago.
0: And I believe we have some. Okay. I'm gonna try to do it with a straight face, okay? okay? It'll be better that way. But I'm not sure I'll be able to. Okay. So a couple of days ago at daycare, well actually for several months at daycare, I pick up invitations for like other kids' parties mm-hmm. and I take Stella to them. We don't always know these kids, right? But like the kids at the daycare we like we love them, you know. We wanna like support them. So I go gotta- to the other day, and there's like a birthday invitation so I pick it up I get home that night and like, am like you got invited to Jesus's birthday party do you want to go? and she's like yeah he's my friend and I'm like okay we'll go so then,
1: like, he's all of our friends okay
0: it's getting closer to time for the party today and I'm talking to Mom and I'm like, really? it's so weird, like there was nowhere on there to RSVP. Like they don't care how many kids show up and like they don't want him to have any gifts. Like, can you just bring food for the food pantry? and I'm like, Mom,
1: he, he he did ask the children to come <laughs> under him. He did say, Little children come under me.
0: A... Like that's so weird. Like all little kids should get gifts that are his age. <laughs> like, Mom, maybe their parents just don't want them to have a bunch of toys. Like Maybe their rooms are full, you know, and they just don't have room for it. So so I'm like, well, you know, we're going to go. So we like get some food for the food pantry. We like load up. We come over here. So we walk in. And there's like not a lot of kids around her age. You know, so like, that's kind of weird. Like I would expect there to be kids from the daycare, you know. But that's why you asked me if I was Jesus' mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, so why are there no people her age around here? I'm looking around. and So then, like, you know, you walk up, and I'm like, I'm still mom. I'm like, are you Jesus' mom? And you said, like, no. you said, no. So I'm like, okay. And so then, like, I'm still just thinking it's so weird that, like, none of the other kids are like, what's going on? So he sits down, and I'm like... He asks, you know, what our names are, whatever. And I said, no, honestly, like, we really don't know anyone here. Like, everyone's been super nice. Like, I don't even know who Jesus is. Like, I don't even know. I Everyone, thought she was joking. I don't even know what Jesus is. And he was like, it's a 40th for Jesus. Like,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good.
2: Uh, yeah. So that is what happened. And uh, I feel like we could all possibly make that mistake. I just love that it was, she's like, they don't even want gifts. They just want donations to the food pantry.
1: There's no RSVP. This poor four-year-old is, you know, he just wants some PAW Patrol, you know. Right, exactly. This reminded me of, uh, well, first of all, one of the most uncomfortable things about being a parent of young kids is the birthday party when you don't know any of the other parents there, and you're just kind of sitting around, you're like, "Mm, uh, like, anybody got a beer? Hopefully this is a beer party. (laughs) Uh, Just sitting, you know, and making small talk with the other parents, and because Mm -hmm. it's a kid's thing, like, I feel really uncomfortable that I'm going to say something inappropriate or make, like, a bad joke Mm -hmm. or something, so I just kind of like, maybe there's, like, sports on somewhere, and I could just sit, you know. (laughs) Right.
2: At least, I feel like you're probably at the uh, age, party age, where it's not all tiny chairs. I've been uh, in numerous situations where all they have are little, little, our kid chairs and it's so uncomfortable. Oh.
1: Yeah, like a parent conference? at a,
2: Yes, at a preschool?
1: Or even like <laughs> elementary school, you know? I think. Yeah. I,
2: yes, yes.
1: I, I think, here's the thing. I think I want to go to, I know we didn't want to get political, but here's the thing. Uh, Gavin Newsom, I, I want him mm-hmm. to pass a bill that says every schoolroom in the state of California right. should have three adult chairs one for the teacher yes. and two for any parents that might come by. You know, and what we. Yes,
2: yes, because they always offer you a tiny yeah. seat.
1: And then, you know, it's almost like. Maybe they do that. No, they want to, they should want to do that so that you could sit and want to pay attention. But when you're in the tiny chair and I got kind of long legs and I'm just like half hanging Uh over and I feel like I'm going to like taco the chair and you know.
2: Yes. It's like sitting on a squatty potty. Mm. Have you sat on a squatty potty? No. And I also don't use one. I a lot of people, I know a lot of people who are like very, they'll never go back. Um, I've yet to feel experience the joys, but I know how tall they are, and it is I, what I imagine sitting on a squatty potty would be like—one of these tiny chairs.
1: Yeah, so that's that's one way we can improve the world. That's in another good good news podcast. We've got we've got solutions. Mm. All right, that's right. That's right. We're not just mentioning problems; we're fixing problems. Um, also, speaking of Jesus, I uh, <laughs> Jesus humor, I. <laughs> I had a I was getting my car fixed a while back and so I needed an Uber to get over to where, you know, the the shelves, I don't know, whatever they were fixing my car. And so right <clears throat> I, I got an Uber and the Uber driver was named Jesus. And on, you know, Uber it says uh, I got the notification he was about ready to arrive and it said be prepared <laughs> to meet Jesus.
2: Oh my god, so amazing. So I screenshotted
1: it and I put it up on Facebook and I wrote, "Can anybody be truly prepared?"
2: <laughs> I love that. And I,
1: that that got a lot that got a lot of love. That was one of the only only reasons why anybody should ever want to follow me on Facebook would be that one joke. <laughs> I'll repost it. For uber That's humor. Right. Uber Jesus That's humor.
2: Right. Well, I like that was really good. Thank I like you. it. Thank you.
1: Upworthy,
0: Upworthy Weekly. Upworthy.
1: Clever woman figured out how to get the name and address of the person who stole her credit card. This was uh, actually written by me. So, again, Mm. more positive stuff. Not, you know, on the bad news shows on, you know, Daily Wire or whatever, they're probably going, there's all this crime happening. You know, they're they're probably doing that, right? Us, we're like, of course. Here's how to catch a criminal. Mm.
2: Solutions based. Mm. Solutions-based good news. That's right.
1: So a TikToker user, TikToker user. All right, boomer. <clears throat> a TikTok user <laughs> by the name of Lauren from San Diego, California, got a notification that there was a $135 charge on her card from Olaplex's online store. You know this Olaplex?
2: Do I? Yes, I do. Olaplex is a very popular line of hair care things. They've Mm -hmm. got shampoos, they've got conditioners, Mm -hmm. they've got serums. I mean, uh, it's uh, wildly, wildly popular and also very expensive.
1: All things I don't need. Uh, Before reporting the charge to her (laughs) credit card company, she asked her family members if they used her card by mistake, which is, you know, they could be going on Target and somebody else's card pops up. Sure. Uh, And so then after realizing the charge was fraudulent, now most people would have just called their credit card company and reported the... uh, the fraud, but Lauren was curious and wanted to know who stole it. So she called Olaplex's customer service and she pretended like she wanted to just know the name and address of who purchased it to make sure it wasn't one of her friends. So this was a good way. Right.
2: Like, I think she said it was a gift. Did you say it was a gift? Maybe. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, so
1: let's see. Here. Let's hear. Her. And by the way, we were talking last week about women with attractive voices Oh yeah. Cuz we're like just for like a brief moment in time Allison had this perfect like Scarlett Johansson husky voice. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I've lost it. And it was like
2: Yeah. It was, yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Mm. It was yeah. yes, a spiritual experience for people.
1: But uh now it's gone. But for one show we did have it. I know. So, okay, yeah. here we go. But she she has that voice. Yeah. She has it. If you oh, okay. get your
3: credit card stolen ever, just know that if you know how much the purchase was and when they made it at you can get the full government name of the bastard that stole your card in there. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm allowed
2: to ask this, but is she hot? Because she kind of has a hot girl voice.
1: Uh, Yeah, yes, 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 she is.
2: Of course she is. Of course. Okay.
1: Like, I, I don't know.
2: Hot people can get anything I, I, they I, I, want
1: even a, a sex like she doesn't have she's uh, so attractive that she could she could sound like Mary from Brooklyn on the Howard Stern Show, which is a totally obscure reference for anybody and still would 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 be looking good
2: What kind of hot is she is she blonde hot is she dark-haired hot She's like
1: blonde gamma girl hot
2: What is a okay. gamma girl is that a, a sorority?
1: <laughs> no it's like okay. You got to be up on this. Um okay, like alpha girls is like mean girls.
2: Okay. Oh my god. I love I, I love wherever this is going already. All right. Beta uh-huh. girls
1: would be like the sidekicks to the alpha girls? Okay. Like All right. Amanda All Seyfried right. in sure. Mean girls. mean girls? Yeah. And then okay. ga- alpha, be- gamma girl would be like the girls that aren't playing that game, that popularity game who are like uh- <laughs> volleyball players or whatever. They're kind of like self-actualized, okay. maybe like an athlete, not playing for popularity, right. not homecoming queen, but they're right. doing their own thing.
2: But like maybe, yeah, like the Gamma girl in high school, she has a boyfriend who goes to the local college or something.
1: Exactly, yeah. She's she's advanced. Yeah, she's not dating the homecoming king or whatever. Right. And, and she's okay. blonde. She has brown eyes. I think she has brown eyes. We'll see. Anyway, back... Back to the important part of the story, which not only
2: that, <laughs> sorry,
1: this Gamma girl doesn't put up with any crap. She's, she deals with thieves. Yeah, she's She right. dispatches them.
2: She fights. She if you fights get your God. credit card
3: stolen ever. Just know that if you know how much the purchase was and when they made it, add You can get the full government name of the bastard that stole your card in their shipping address if it was an online purchase. So I don't want to cancel my card before I know who did it, just in case. And so, because it's a really big pain in the ass to cancel your card, obviously, right. So I get on Olaplex support. I'm like, hey, um, can you help me with something? If I could give you the time and date and the purchase amount and the card number and whatever, could you let me know who placed an order? She says, on it, what do you need? I gave her all the info, right? At this point, I'm willingly giving Tanya um, enough info to steal my card as well. She could have very well taken advantage of me in that moment, but she didn't. Um, She comes back. Tell me why she gave me the little scammer their full government name and address. That was convenient. It was not someone I knew. It was actually somebody in a small modest suburb in Texas they did a little google mapping they have a pool in their backyard I'm like, mm, all that chlorine must be breaking your cute little blonde hair off you must need some Olaplex to solve that problem
1: they Burned. Yeah, that's how she burns the alphas
2: right right. by talking about their their uh, also did it on Black item. Friday
3: so at least they got a deal I guess it was the gift set and a, a man named Jason ordered it for his wife. She had some nice. Texas sounding ass name, but. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Like
2: Mary Jo or something? Yeah.
1: Or like they they have big, like everything's bigger in Texas. I think they have bigger names. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like two names or sure. like a name right. like Charlize or, you know.
2: Oh, yeah. I could see that. Cheyenne.
1: Yeah, like hyper feminine names and names that also right. sound like capital cities and geographic locations. So you, got like, mm. you got your Dakotas. Yes. Uh, Durango. Bismarck.
2: <laughs> Bismarck. Oh, the, all the women I've met named Bismarck. Honolulu. Mm, Phoenix. Actually, Phoenix yeah. could be a name.
1: Sacramento. This is my friend, Sacramento. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Coeur
1: so anyway, uh, this, this Gamma Girl is awesome and that she found a way to get back at people. And then maybe that'll prevent future people from stealing other people's credit card information. Although I doubt that will happen. Mm-hmm. But it, it always feels so good when somebody sticks it to the bad guys.
2: But don't, yes, absolutely. This is ingenious and I love it. But don't you imagine that if someone had a stolen credit card, like, I don't know what I expect them to buy. Usually it seems like they buy like a bunch of snack items at a gas station or something, <laughs> but not high-end hair care.
1: Yeah, that's the funny thing. I think maybe, I think this guy, he didn't have, I think, here, here here's the, the I'm, now I'm playing FBI guy right here.
2: Okay. Oh, you're going to profile yeah. him.
1: I, th- I think the moment you get a stolen credit card and you go and you buy hair care products for your wife's hair usually means you're somebody that's in trouble with the wife. You never provide, mm.
2: right? Uh, Maybe he's cheating oh. on her with someone who steals credit cards.
1: Or, or the girl, or this is was his side piece, and he was like, "Oh my god, she's got split oh. ends. Horrible split ends." Yes.
2: Right, maybe he just cares a lot about the condition of people's dresses.
1: Yeah. Um Now, have you ever been the victim of like credit card fraud or?
2: Thank goodness I have not. Um, and my sister and I were both leaving the same parking garage. I don't, maybe, maybe, I'm trying to think if I paid by credit card. I think I did. We both, so we, we were in two separate cars and she got her info stolen and like had traced it back to that parking garage so i was i was lucky because i think i don't know if it was like a uh what are they skimmer what do they call those machines that take your info when you put your card in anyway so i have been like very close to it happening but i have luckily not had it happen what about Uh, you
1: actually i was the victim of fraud not once not twice but three times during the pandemic
2: oh my word what? Oh, wait. I, re- I know one of your stories. Was it ever credit card based? Mm,
1: well, it, it, I willingly gave them my credit card. Like yeah. the first time, uh, it was like, it was before, because now we have like a pool back here. But before that, uh, when the pandemic first hit, my wife and I were like, we're going to need something around the house to do. So I was like, I saw on Facebook, they were like selling. Uh, like these outdoors like you fill it up yourself kinda spa like a mm-hmm. portable spa thing and it was like Yeah and you blow it up and I know people who and have And it those. was like like two hundred dollars and uh-huh.
2: Yes, there was a run on all things like that. It was impossible to get anything like yeah. that for a while. So we're
1: like, "Oh my god, oh my god." So, and my wife's it's spy so whatever, you know. So we bought it and then it never arrived. And then I went to the website to find the customer mm. service information and there was like none. And then the more I looked at it, I was like, "Oh, this is a total just like fake website." Yeah. So I used my credit card so I got it. It was a fraud charge and I got it back.
2: Mm. But you know what? now I'm remembering I also this is a very low stakes pandemic uh, scam but back when there was a run on toilet paper during the pandemic on Amazon there were these like this like humongous pack of toilet paper for an expensive price but not cost prohibitive and it was like oh my god how do they have this toilet paper but they like the rolls look to be smaller than normal so I was like done we're getting toilet paper (laughs) and then it never showed up and i looked at the reviews and it was like all these one stars saying like this is a scam they never did it up but because it was through amazon i was able to just like lodge a complaint and it came back but that was an attempted scam okay
1: you 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 caught him yeah Uh, the second the second time red hand the the second time was uh my wife and i were also like we need to get the hell out of town so but you couldn't rent like Airbnbs in certain places. Like you couldn't go out to Palm Springs and rent an Airbnb because they didn't want the place to become overpopulated and then everybody gets COVID. And right. Then, they didn't want your COVID, yeah. But my wife and I thought eh, that that doesn't apply to us. <laughs> we have a six-year-old and it's just the three of us that we're going to keep to ourselves and we're not going to get the mm-hmm. Rona and we're just going to hang out by a pool and wait it out for a week. But and so then I saw a posting on Craigslist and it was a scammer and I lost $800 uh, to it because c- I used my, my debit card and you can't anything you're mm. it's a little weird always use a credit card. Um, so I lost $800 yeah. to that just because I, w- I so much wanted to believe that this that we were going to get out of you know, it w- I was desperate. It was during right. a pandemic. What do you want?
2: It makes sense to me. Now, what's the third time though?
1: Um, Oh, after, so I have solar panels on my house. And when you have Mm -hmm. solar panels, you only get your bill at the end of the year because it's like some months you you produce more, so you have a negative bill. Sometimes you have a positive bill and it goes Mm -hmm. back and you just even up at the end. Well, I wasn't looking at my bill and I realized I was charging my electric car during the wrong times of the day. And so I got a tremendous Mm. bill. Like it's, like, it's like a quarter of the price if you charge it after, like, 10 o'clock at night versus if you charge it at, like, 5 p.m. And I was charging that sucker at, uh-huh. like, 5 p.m. And I didn't realize that this was a bad thing. And so I wasn't looking at my bill because sometimes you get money back or whatever with the solar. And it was like, oh, we owed, like, $1,300 in a oh, power wow. bill. And I was like, mm, all right. Well, we'll pay it. You yeah, to pay we're, it. But, but then... yeah. It was like during the pandemic when there was no, you couldn't be late on your bill. We're like, ah, we'll get to it, mm-hmm. and so we didn't pay the bill. And I got a call of a, a call from someone saying they're from California Edison, saying that we owed money. And I was like, we do owe money, you know. And they're like, we're gonna sh- shut off yeah. your power. And it was a scammer, and they knew like all my information. Oh, they knew like all these past.
2: So they had seen the copy of the bill, probably. Somehow. No,
1: they're talking about like a different amount. I think it was just oh, dumb okay. luck, you know. Yeah. So uh, bad then, like, I was like, "Oh!" And then I, I paid them, but it was with a credit card, and so I got the money back or whatever. But um, and I felt bad because I was kind of like rude to the lady, who but she was a scammer later, so I didn't feel so bad about it.
2: Yeah, you shouldn't feel bad. You should yeah, feel good.
1: But I was rude to the. Plus, she yeah. scammed you, so. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird time. You, Who were you yeah. rude to? The scammer.
2: It was a weird yeah. time. Yeah. But you feel bad about that? Or
1: you did at the time? I did at the time. Because I'm just like, I, well, yeah. okay, yeah. I'll pay. it. But you guys, because I was like, I was kept asking them for more information. Like, can you send me over to this billing right. person? Because I don't know why my bill is so high or whatever. And they're like, oh, I can't transfer you. I'm like, come on. Cause, okay.
2: Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the department of just bill collecting. Yeah. We're our own little world. We are isolated from everyone else. Just pay us. Yeah, it was
1: like I had been referred to collections or something where like they d-
2: Yeah. When they scare you, I yeah. mean, I totally get so, it. All uh, right.
1: But so then I paid off my bill <laughs> after that. But anyway, Good. so that's that's Todd. That, hey, by the way, anybody out there listening, Todd Perry, easy mark. Yeah, that's what it
2: sounds like. And you've even read that book, Confidence Men, right? The
1: the first 60 pages, yes.
0: Oh. Upworthy Upworthy Weekly. Weekly.
2: Here are 15 hilarious children's reactions after finding out where babies actually come from. So this is a conversation that uh, parents often want to put off. I have not really had it with my kids yet. They're three and five, almost four and six. Um, but the questions are getting a little more in depth. But so anyway, uh, a Twitter user named Megan Merlcoil tweeted uh, about her kids reaction upon learning where babies come from. Uh, this is what she said. Oh, reaction oh, one second. I'm sorry. After ex- I, yes.
1: I don't mean to interrupt you. Just anybody Please. listening to the car with their kids. Might want to oh, yeah. forward a little he bit. You might want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good. Okay.
2: Um, let's just okay. Everyone, fast forward. Don't, not everyone. Just if you don't want your kids to hear this. Um, okay, she said. Reaction from kids after explaining how sex works. You've done this three times. <laughs> I remember saying that when I remember saying that to my mom because there's me, my sister, and then I knew that she had uh, had a miscarriage before Whoa. me, and I remember I was like, "You guys have done it three times." Wow. Uh, and they just said, "Yeah," like they they allowed me to think that I was like quite the detective Um, okay and then here's so these are there's if you go to the article there's 15 I just selected uh, a handful that I thought were very fun and cute Um, here's another one my nephew was about seven when he got this info at the next big holiday dinner he spontaneously stood up on his chair flexed his biceps and loudly announced I am strong and healthy and full of sperm (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Uh, okay here's another one After explaining childbirth to my 10-year-old, he said, Thank God I don't ever have to do that. Turn to the sister. I am sorry you have to do that, but you can choose not to. I don't think I will will want my wife to do that. (laughs) Uh, And then possibly my favorite, uh, my kiddo. Why would you do that if you didn't want to get pregnant? Me. Well, some people think it's fun. Kid. Fun? Fun? I can see how having a baby might be fun, but that... (laughs) That is like the best kid logic. I mean, little yeah, do they know. Yeah, having a kid is the harder part.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially for the the female.
2: Oh yeah. boy, yes.
1: Although if people are aggressively trying, you know, day in day out, you'd be like, oh, just give a guy a break here.
2: Mm, yeah, it becomes stressful. So wait, do you remember when you learned?
1: Yes, I remember uh, maybe I was like seven or so, and one of the kids, if you're listening out there, Tom Miners, he, uh, mm. he was an old... like
2: Se- Tom Miners, sex professor? Yeah,
1: uh, sexual deviant, talking to seven-year-olds about <laughs> this stuff. Uh, he, he explained to me the basic mechanics of it. Mm. And didn't didn't say that that's how babies are made, but then later I kind of figured that out. But he was wrong about some pertinent information.
2: Oh, do you remember what he was yes. wrong about? Can we even? Mm, say I don't it? think I can say it here. Okay, but good. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, probably not. Probably Joseph okay. R. Upworthy would, you know, strike it from the record. That, that's right. That's right. You'd be you'd be looking at somebody else next okay. week. Um. Uh, but yeah, he was wrong about some basic mechanics of it, and thank God he was wrong because ooh, that would not be a good thing. Um, oh
2: my word! Yeah, and then I
1: who
2: cor- who who corrected you? Like how? I mean, assuming you walked around with this misinformation, when did it get?
1: Cleared oh man, up? if I would have had, if I would have carried that misinformation to some of my first encounters, let me tell you.
2: Oh my gosh, you have got to tell me when when we're yeah. done.
1: There would be some really, really uh, angry, angry, uh, unsatisfied <laughs> women out there. Um, but okay. so then everything was cleared up in the fifth grade when we had the, quote, family life week. Oh, all right. In which they show videos and stuff. And I just remember like, mm-hmm. like looking like like you're looking forward. And then there was like a girl that sat to the left of me, like in another seat. And I remember Mm -hmm. just like slowly looking my eyes over to her being like, whoa, Mm -hmm. women have some stuff going on with them. Like, I I remember just like being like really like shocked. And you you know, it was like.
2: It sounds like it was more in depth than any of the sex ed I had, because I remember in first grade, That seems young, but I swear it was first grade. Watching a film strip of like an egg that just looks like a planet, you know, it's just a giant ball Mm -hmm. and then like little sperm swimming toward it, I guess. But no understanding of any. I mean, it was it was pure conceptual, like scientific. I didn't understand how this related to humans. And then in high school in psychology class, I remember someone unrolling a condom onto like a zucchini or a banana. And other than that, that's all I remember. And I have no, what's weird is like, I have a pretty good memory, but I have zero recollection of my parents ever telling me about this. I remember doing a puzzle with my cousin when I was young and her mentioning like, the kind of like interlocking parts Mm -hmm. and that was the first time it had ever occurred to me that like oh I guess I guess that would fit together in some way I never thought of that and then I have no memory of how I ever knew but I know in third grade anytime anyone said the words do it it was hilarious (laughs) especially if any adult ever said it
1: we used to have this great Teacher, a science teacher in, I think, the seventh grade named Mr. Poloni, who was, like, an ex-nom vet. Mm. And he used to walk around with a yardstick, and then he would hit the light fixture above his head when he wanted everybody to pay attention. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And it was, like, you know, life science or whatever. And he's like, all right, guys, uh-huh. I'm not going to explain to you about the indoor and outdoor plumbing. You all know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> that is so- yeah. Amazing. So... I'm I'm not looking forward to having this conversation with my child.
2: Is he curious? Like, has he started asking questions? No,
1: no. He's nothing. It's good, you know. Mm.
2: My son has started <clears throat> being modest. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't want to see me uh, change clothes. He doesn't want me, me to see him. So I feel like that's sort of like on the road to an awareness of body parts and things. Yeah,
1: I think so. Um I just, you you were saying about, you don't remember your parents talking to you about that. And I remember my dad, when he had the talk with me, he assumed I knew all about it. And then he told me to watch the Elvis 68 comeback special and said, that's what a real man is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that's what you think now. I do have a TCB tattoo. Upworthy
0: Upworthy Weekly.
1: Please
0: tell me that anything goes. don't anything goes. But I love it.
1: Uh, it, it's only the music mm-hmm. to the greatest opening in the history of movies, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh. And they had the big musical okay. number with Willie Scott and like, the amazing red dress. And
2: Listen, I'm just going to... I don't like to, to share this kind of information publicly because it just invites a lot of scorn, derision, laughter, but... I, See, I'm getting caught even the words are catching in my throat. I haven't seen Indiana Jones. I'm sorry. Wait, what?
1: I know. <laughs> I haven't seen Indiana Jones. How do you how do you not just accidentally see an Indiana Jones movie? I don't I don't know.
2: I guess I just have I've just have had a lot of bad luck or something. I also haven't seen Die Hard.
1: Oh, Die Hard's good.
2: I haven't seen Home Alone. Oh,
1: really? Oh, wow. yeah.
2: I've, there's a lot of holes in my filmic knowledge, my celluloid dance card.
1: I, f- I blame your husband for this.
2: Oh, he <laughs> he's always, ever since I've met him, because he went to film school. Yeah. So, well, He went to film school, so I think he would want me to watch like The Thin Red Line or something. But he uh, is always like, anytime you're up for watching a movie you haven't seen, let's do it. And I'm like... I would rather just watch something I've already seen. <laughs> it's so terrible. Oh god! And also, I never really feel I ne- I'm never I never want to sit down and put on a movie. I always, for me, it's like to commit to to two hours feels somehow like too much. But instead, I can watch like four episodes of something while I'm on my phone, which is you know also two hours. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm all bonkers. Yeah, tad.
1: that's you're you're all you're all backwards. You're you're put together wrong. I'm sorry. I- I <laughs> you know well I will tell you they're very fun movies and very well written and clever and Harrison Ford's great anyway but in the second one Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom it begins there in Shanghai and instead of having like a big action sequence that the film opens mm-hmm. with it opens with like a 1930s musical number that's super cute and the music's great and like Kate Capshaw's dancing but like with, like, like misses a step and, like, has to, uh, you know, correct herself so she doesn't Mm. fall over. And it's, like, a really cute opening and not what you'd expect from an Indiana Jones film. That's why it's kind of cool. And the music's great because she's singing Anything Goes by Cole Porter in Mandarin. It's fun. But... Why I'm playing that is because our last story of the day is Ki Hoi Kwan, who played short round in the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom film when he was Mm. a kid, won the Golden Globe for, I guess, Best Supporting Actor this year. And it was after he had retired from movies because as an Asian actor... He couldn't get roles after he was a kid, so he was in Indiana Jones. He was in Goonies, like the most beloved films, and then kind of didn't do much. He was like an Encino Man, and then pretty much did basically nothing until like a small role in like a Netflix movie, and then like then he got in the film uh, and everything, everywhere, all at once, and then won the award. So it was a great story of a comeback, but it's also kind of dark because it's about the fact that it wasn't until recently that more Asian people are getting work uh, he couldn't get a job because no one would hire him because of his race which is terrible even though he was a really talented actor so in one way it's great to see that he wow he won this award and totally deserved it because he was great in the movie Um, it wasn't just uh, you deserve this award it was like he's really fun in the movie and plays a great character, and he whips the crap out of somebody with a fanny pack, which is a really fun scene. So, anyway, he gave a speech uh, where he about winning the award, and it was a really touching moment this week. So,
3: when I started my career as a child actor in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, I felt I felt so very lucky to have been chosen. As I grew older, I started to wonder if that was it, if if that was just luck. For so many years, I was afraid that I had nothing more to offer. Uh, that no matter what I did, I would, I would never surpass what I achieved as a kid. Thankfully, more than 30 years later, two guys thought of me. They remembered that kid. And they gave me an opportunity to try again.
2: (laughs) That's so sweet.
1: Amazingly sweet. And how gracious he was, uh, you know. It was was a beautiful speech and it was somebody that as somebody who was like seven years old when Indiana Jones came out, it was like nine when he was in Goonies, like... Uh, that kid was like, to me, he was like Humphrey Bogart, you know, and then suddenly he wasn't in anything, but he was like the coolest kid. Every kid wanted to be short round or be, uh, data in Goonies. And so, um, and I used to, as a kid, like I would make like the little like James Bond utility belt that he would have and try to make it in my backyard and stuff because it was so cool. So I don't know, maybe it's just my generation or whatever. I just thought it was so moving to see him and, uh, please tell me you've seen Goonies.
2: Yes, oh. I did see Goonies and I was I, I saw it when I was a kid and I was afraid of sloth. Oh yeah.
1: Sloth mm. was on the Raiders.
2: My friend just mentioned my yeah. I didn't know that. But the guy the kid who played Chunk is a lawyer now.
1: Yeah, and he did the uh he did the contract for Kihoi Huy Quan to do the most recent film.
2: Wait, yeah, not really. He
1: did. He, yeah, oh, he's wow. like a big-time entertainment lawyer. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, it was I didn't know that. I only recently yeah, learned that. I had a
1: gal I used to work with at Jdate.com named Sarah, and she was like, Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. went out to dinner with Chunk and Data one night. And I'm like, What? <laughs> you
0: know,
1: so anyway, you know what? Amazing. I do not have the rate your week intro right here in my after it was deleted from my soundboard. Oh. So we're gonna pretend we hear that.
2: Right, by 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 people who are trying to sabotage mm-hmm. us.
1: Mm-hmm. There's some gremlins in here, and you know what? Uh, maybe <laughs> we can enlist the help of the hot gamma girl to uh, try to find them.
2: Yes, get to
1: the bottom of it. Allison, on a scale of one through five, yes. one being <laughs> one being I don't know terrible, and five having chunk as your lawyer. Rate your week. <laughs>
2: Uh I'm going to give this week a 4 because a, a number of things ha- things happened. I got my voice mm-hmm. back. I stopped being mm-hmm. sick. Um did you know that I had pink eye in both eyes? Was that <laughs> was that happening while we were in communication? No. Yeah. Did you share so makeup I, I know with somebody? I just, uh, I'm giving... No, my mother-in-law was here and she was sick and she got it and then Elliot got it. Uh, and then I didn't think I was going to get it. I was sick. And then it, like, I'm like, I feel better. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh no, my eyes are stuck together. So, um, that I was just like, I cannot catch a break. But then, but this week, everything like I'd, I, I, cause I've been sick for 12 days, had been sick for mm. like 12 days. Um, but I was like, oh my God, I'm healthy again. My eyes are clear. I'm ready to take on the world and we went to a wrestling show, my very first live wrestling event. It? Uh that it it, it oh. was at the Forum. It did not go off without a hitch. Uh, have you been to the Forum a yes. lot? Yes. Okay. So, we got there late. It's a whole, it, listen to Allison Rosen's junior best friend this week because I had uh one of the wrestler one of the uh, RJ City who's a wrestler and a hosts a wrestling talk show on my show and he gave me so much crap for having been late but anyway we were going to arrive late but not obscenely late we get there we go to park the main parking lot is all full they send us to they say park at SoFi we go oh. over to SoFi they're like you can't park here park at the f-. we got for an hour we were bounced back and f- it was a disaster but it was still when I finally got in it was actually very fun Ah, uh, the parking situation, though, can have words for them. yeah, but it was it was quite fun. So all in all, I'll give it a four.
1: Okay. Are you a better person than you were last week?
2: Um, I am going to say slightly because uh, a couple things happened where I felt very bothered and upset by them. And whereas in the past, I would have, it would have taken me a while to like kind of come back to mm-hmm. center. I, both times, I was like, there was a part of me that was like, aha, something's happening right now. You're having a reaction. What's going on? Check in with yourself. And I was kind of like able to emotionally regulate a little yeah. faster. So I feel like, uh, so obviously, because I'm like uh, excelling as yeah. a human being. You're growing. That's the. I hope so. Uh, and what about you, Todd? Rate your week on a scale of one to five. One being not being able to get any role. And five being being in everything, everywhere, all at once. Wow.
1: Well done. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a three. And that's because okay. it's, well, it started off a little weird. If, this, I know this is visual, but if you look, I'm not going goth. I slammed my finger in my oh, car no. door. Ouch. Which something I've, for 45 years of life, I've, uh, I've, pr- uh, yeah, I've had pride in the fact that I'm not one of those people. I've never done that. And I did yeah. it because I was checking on my car because I was, mm. I'm staying, staying at an Airbnb because my house is getting worked on. So as <laughs> usual, and um, I had to park at like a Whole Foods to charge my car. I have an electric car, mm. and I was looking. Is right. it done yet? Is it charged? Or oh, I going to go back in and order another beer? And uh, I slammed my finger in the car door, and I could actually see like the blood running into my nail. And
2: it, oh god! It was
1: very painful. But then,
2: well, you d- you just were doing too many things. That you were just doing everything everywhere yeah. all at once, and then your finger got caught. Yeah, in the but hinge. in a
1: parallel universe, it didn't happen. But I.
2: Right, I haven't seen, I obvi- obviously I haven't seen that one yet either. Was it in, did you slam it where like the the door closes or was it in the hinge uh, part? Oh, that's what no, I'm no, afraid no, of. just
1: where the door closes, yeah. Okay, okay,
2: but I mean still,
1: awful. But, but. then the next day, and the reason I wanted it charged because my wife was going to use it and I didn't want her to like run out of juice while driving around because I was taking her car to <laughs> Vegas, and in Vegas... Oh. I went to a Raider game and I did the ultimate job I've been wanting to do for a long time, which is spread my buddy Matt's ashes at the stadium. Oh. That's
2: beautiful. Yeah. So I was
1: there with a buddy and then I found this like little kind of park that has some like, you know, desert style shrubbery because it's Vegas right behind the stadium, like in the parking lot. Found a good spot, this little bench by it. So I have. I'm walking around with my big Raider starter jacket from 1989 and I have a, a dead guy's ashes inside of the interior pocket. And the, the funny thing was, I was there with a, a buddy of mine and he he brought a friend with him that I, di- I never met before. And so the first time he meets me, I'm like, okay, you're going to come with me? I'm going to go spread ashes, probably a misdemeanor, so let's go do it. And this guy's like, oh my God, who is this wacko I'm meeting?" But. So I found a spot, and there's just kind of people walking into the stadium, you know, walking past me, and I just quickly dumped it. And then I read a little poem for him. I dumped it in the bush, and I hear immediately some guy go, I hope that's not a biological weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Because it could have been like anthrax, right? Right. And then I I walked over. I was like, no, actually. It's my friend, Matt.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. What
1: was his reaction? Oh, you know, how people do that. Oh, dude, I'm so, sorry. you know, it's like, yeah. If some, it's like if someone says something like really racially insensitive and you'll be like, my mm. wife is Asian, right? And then the person goes, oh my God, I'm Asian, yeah. so right? Like, <laughs> right. It, it was, it uh, was yeah. that look of like, oh, geez, sorry, you know.
2: Like I just stepped in it, yeah.
1: My brother's blind, you know. Uh, mm. But I was, I remember, kind and, yeah.
2: Uh, sorry, just real just real fast because it is it does relate my grandfather had died i was in florida that's where he lived i was sitting on a pier feeling sad and some guy walked by and he's like smile i was like if i told you if i i I don't know if i said my grandfather just died or if i just thought it but i thought (laughs) and also in florida in that town don't tell people to smile because everyone's grandparents are dying
1: god's waiting room
2: that's the population there Yes, (laughs) I'm Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. I cut you yeah. off. Go ahead.
1: They're all waiting for Jesus. Um, I was... Uh, no. And so, yeah. So that was it. That was the crazy part. And I, I achieved this goal, though, that I set out. And and I, I, like, texted the guy's cousin, who was, like, his next of kin. And I was, like, sh- sent pictures. Like, I finally did it. And then she was like, oh, there was something I was going to mail you of his. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And she was like, oh, no, not you. It was somebody else. I'm,
2: like... Oh. Really?
1: I go, wow, I go this, I put my... <laughs> yeah. Give me the
2: thing. You just... You just. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you didn't receive his item. Are you a better person?
1: Um, no, because I've been in survival mode because I'm just trying to like...
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I'm staying in the Airbnb and they're working on my house and it's like back and forth and it's very stressful and I've had no time for personal development.
2: Mm, that makes you know? sense. You'll get a week.
1: So what do we know here? Uh, I think that everybody that's listened to the show can know for sure after listening to this that we are not a bad news podcast and we're not playing into that Mm-mm. and we're not making the world a worse place. We actually did positive, mm-hmm. good news stories and have been able to do so and maintain an audience to say that it is possible. And people like Allison Rosen and I you know what we deserve. I love where this is going. Uh,
2: Award? Yes. <sighs> my uh, hands are open. My mantle is clear. Hello. Let's rectify this injustice.
1: We need some hardware. That's what we need. We need recognition. That's
2: right. We need to blanks that I would like an accolade. Accolade? Both. What
1: good is doing good if you're not rewarded? It's not good at all.
2: I, yeah, some
0: people are altruistic. Other people are Allison and Todd. Upworthy Weekly was produced by Todd Perry. Follow Upworthy on all socials at Upworthy. Allison is on Twitter at Allison Rosen. And Todd at Todd A Perry. That's Todd with one D.
1: Allison with one L.
0: Questions, comments, or to tell us about Thank your you. amazing week, email us at UpworthyWeekly at Upworthy.com. I'm Marley Balin. Have a great week.